Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, August 26th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Before we get into today's scripture, let us begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our scripture passage comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 12 through 17. Please listen for a word from God. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go out and bear fruit, fruit that will last so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. Brett, for our fun question this week, is there a smell or a sound that reminds you of your childhood? You know, know, I was the first thing that came to mind. I tried to think of something else, but this (laughs) is the one that kept coming back. I think of in sixth grade, I had Adidas deodorant. (laughs) And when I think about that, I can like still picture the smell. When I think of the smell, it brings back, you know, all the feelings of fear and trepidation of sixth grade locker room, but also all the uh, hormonal excitement of doing sports, of getting to go out and compete and just like the absurdity of feelings that that smell can bring back uh, is is really funny. How about you? So I think I have this really strong sense of smell of what my grandmother's kitchen smelled like on mm. big holidays, mm. like yeast rolls. And I can hear the pressure cooker that has the little, it makes a little noise when it cooks. And for me, the feeling that comes with that is just kind of being enveloped in love. Yeah. Because my whole, like, my family was there. My grandparents was a safe place. And um, I would give a lot yeah. to eat in her kitchen again. But <laughs> so that's what I think of. Isn't it just fascinating how those, how a smell can bring you back to a certain moment of time with a feeling that you haven't maybe felt uh, specifically mm-hmm. in years? Yep. Um, yep. So in our passage today, I want to talk a little bit about where Jesus says that we are no longer servants, but friends. We talk a lot, though, about servant leadership in the church. 
So what do you think Jesus, why do you think maybe, or what does mm-hmm. it mean that Jesus is making a distinction here between servants and friends? Yeah. I mean, I think this is absolutely incredibly radical. The whole, uh, you know, there is kind of a movement in uh, American Christianity of the Jesus is my friend, Jesus is my boyfriend kind <laughs> of, you know, movement, which which I feel may have... Uh, dulled our our senses to this but if we think back to the idea back then and now of the god of the universe the god who we worship and the god who we do serve uh is calling us out of this servanthood to friendship it's it's so beautiful and it makes you realize what a humble god we serve in a lot of ways the fact that the god who we have no business in being friends with and 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 knowing what our god is doing and being loved on on this plane uh calls us forth into such a relationship when i mean when you really start stop to think about it it's it's something uh that can move you to tears i think what do you think Yes, I um, I agree with all of that. It is a really radical idea. It's also, I think, a radical idea that this religion would spring up around the person of Jesus Christ and yet be carried on when he's gone. Yeah. I mean, it's because I think he's giving them the power, right, to continue to carry out God's will yeah. even when he's gone. And so um, to be a friend is to be kind of on par. And it's also, you know, if this were a typical rabbi teaching a relationship, it would have been the best of the best who then becomes a rabbi and would have been a friend. Yeah. But now it's a bunch of smelly fishermen, yeah. right? You you are my friends yeah. of the living God. So I think that's kind of remarkable. I think it's also important to uh, maybe redefine a friend. I think because of social media and Facebook, we've kind of, we've lessened what a friend is. Yes. Um, and so to define, you know, I had a long conversation with, with some friends, friends about this, <laughs> of, of what, how do we actually define a friend? Mm-hmm. Um, it, which is, which, which was actually kind of difficult to do. What is the difference between someone, you know, an acquaintance and someone that you're friends with? And I think when we came down to is someone you feel, uh, absolutely comfortable and vulnerable with um, someone that you can play the fool in front of, uh, that you can say the wrong things in front of, that you can do all those things. And when I think about that context in terms of how we relate with God, someone that I can feel so vulnerable with that I can bear all my broken parts to. Yeah. I um, I think one of the things that makes middle school a torturous experience for all human beings is that when you're little kids, you're told to be friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. And middle school is when you start discerning that some people need to be acquaintances and some people are friends. And that's painful and and difficult. I think if I had to have a working definition of a friend, it's simply someone I want to walk with me through my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And again, so they would see every part of me. And the thing I love about Jesus, right, is he walked through life with his disciples and with others. And he also held up a mirror and was honest. I value those friendships where I can call someone and they'll say, I don't think that's right. Or I think your thinking here is wrong. Who can lovingly be honest. Yeah. Those, that's just the best. Yeah. I appreciate that more and more. Yeah, absolutely. 
What does the fruit that will last look like, maybe for a person or for the church? Yeah, and getting ready to do uh, a graveside funeral this week and, and talking about uh, the fruits, the kind of legacy that, that continue to grow after you've passed on. I don't think this is what Jesus is talking about, but there are certainly bad fruits, hurtful plants that continue to grow um, the afterwards. Sins of the Father. Yeah, exactly. Like live on. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, the fruits that uh, I think that Jesus is talking about is, is similar to the fruits that we just talked about in terms of friendship, of, of these fruits that of what does it look like for a church, for a person to be known as someone or community that could walk through life with you, that could um, see your broken parts, that could accept your broken parts, that could speak truth uh, with absolute love, care, empathy, and compassion when we need to speak those things. Um, uh, what, what do you think? So my favorite funeral text is... Um, 1 Corinthians 13, first or second, the love passage. 1 Corinthians. Yes, thank you. I had it right the first time. (laughs) And the reason I love it at a funeral is because the part that says love never ends. Mm. And I feel like there are times when someone has had such an impact on another person that like their fingerprints are all over that person. You know what I mean? And so the love that they had, it goes on and on. And so for me to bear fruit as a person is to know that there are people who my love has marked in Mm, some way. mm. And I will say, I don't get to control that. You know what I mean? (laughs) If I try to do that, I'm going to screw it up real well. But um, to have some sort of mark on the people I love and maybe even just people I don't know. Yeah. And for a church, it's just bigger than that. You know, I I want people walking around my city who are the better for being a part of this church community. Yeah. It makes me think of uh, Mitch Albom's uh, Five People You Meet in Heaven. Uh-huh. And it, it has, and after the character dies, he goes and finds out these five people that he had a great impact on. Some very negatively that he didn't even know and some very positively in that he didn't even know and how we live our lives um, and, and those strands that go out, those fruits that continue to, um, those trees and plants that continue to grow after us and during our life, um, they're far-reaching. Yeah, they really are. So let's close with a poem by Albert Camus. Don't walk in front of me, I may not follow. Don't walk behind me, I may not lead. Walk beside me. Just be my friend. Please join us again on Friday when we'll have a guest with us. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you know when new episodes come out. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.